Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren, and may they only share in Simachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Lamid Het. Today's daf has been dedicated by Stephen Israel in memory of Saad ben Sarah. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu Began Eden. Amen. Stephen is a regular member of our Dafyo Mishi'ud in New York, and we bless him with Tezat Hashem continued success. Aslacha Harvacha Bechol Mahasei Yadav. Amen. We are starting today's Daf Le'ilu Nishmat Acham Baruch, Befael Ben Miriam, and Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem Began Eden. Amen. We are going to begin today's Daf on Lamid Zayin Amud Bet. And we start three lines from the bottom, last word on the line. Amar Rav Aseh. Rav Aseh taught. Isa Shel Ma'asir Sheni. You have dough. And this dough is Ma'asir Sheni. Let's review. Uh, one of the uh, tithes that a person has to take from his crop, in the first and the second, in the fourth and in the fifth year of the Shemitah cycle, that the way you remember that is Avedah, you take Maaser Sheni. And normally Maaser Sheni is taken up to Jerusalem and is eaten in Yerushalayim. Of course, if one does not want to eat it in Yerushalayim, because it's too heavy for him to take up, he can make what's called Pidyon, where he redeems the uh, Kedushah onto a coin and he takes the money up to Yerushalayim and eats the rice fruit over there, and uh, that has the status of Maaser as well. So now we discuss the case of Isash al-Ma'asir Sheni. You have a dough, and it is indeed Ma'asir Sheni. According to Rabbi Meir, it is exempt from Hala. So you have another obligation that when you have dough, you have to give a piece of that to the Kohen. Rishit al-Isotechem, the Torah says. Rishit al-Isotechem is the first of your doughs you have to give. So Rabbi Meir says, Ma'asir Sheni dough is patu from Hala. What's the rationale of Rabbi Meir? So that she tells us it's following his opinion in Masikat Kedushin Dafnun Dalid that says Maaser Sheni is considered Mamon Gavoa. It's considered property of God. And therefore, since the Pasuk says Arisotechim, you only have to take halal from your dough, meaning the dough that belongs to you. Ma'asir is considered God's, so therefore it is exempt. And Hakamim say, no, you hayav. So the Gemara says, Matzot shel ma'asir sheni. Second case, you have matzot, all right, that is made from dough of ma'asir sheni. The devrer bimeir. In Adam Yotze by Yedehovato Pesach. Again, you could not be Yotze Yedehova with such matzot on Pesach. The Devrechachamim Yotze by Yedehovato Pesach. Now, we had a Derasha, if you remember, on a previous daf. The Pasuk says Lechem Oni. And we said that you could read it Lechem Oni with an I, you could read it with an Aleph. Lechem Oni, meaning bread that you're able to eat. Even Ba'aninut. And then we saw a derashah that said that Ma'asir Sheni cannot be eaten Ba'aninut when a person is in Onen. Like the Pasuk says, Lo Achalti Be'oni. And therefore, according to that opinion, we learned that Ma'asir Sheni cannot be used for Matzot. Because it can only be eaten Bismha. And uh, Matzot can be eaten even Ba'aninut. Like it says, Ne'chem uh, Oni. So that she tells us, even if you don't learn that, even if you don't learn that derasha, still, he's going to say that matzot of ma'asir sheni, matzot of ma'asir sheni, you're not yotze. Where is he going to learn it from? The Gemara will show us. But he does not have to come on to the derasha of lechem oni. So comes the Gemara says, third case. Etrog shel ma'asir sheni. 
Okay, have an etrog for Sukkot. You have to take an etrog. It's Maasir Shani. This etrog. Again, you're not you can be So basically we have three cases. We have Ma'asir Sheni, it's obligation in Hala. Bibi'ir says, Patur. We have a case of Matsot of Ma'asir Sheni, the Bibi'ir says, Lo Yotse. Etrog of Ma'asir Sheni, the Bibi'ir, Lo Yotse. Right? Three cases. So the Gabbara says, Matkifla Rapapa, Pishta Ma'isa. I understand the first case, why you tell when you have dough of Ma'asir Sheni, you patur from Hala, Dikhtiv Ali Sotechim. Because it says it has to be your dough, Mishilachim. And it has to be belonging to you. Ma'asir Sheni is considered Shilgaboa, belongs to God. Etrog Nameh. Etrog I also understand. Dikhtiv Ulkahtem Lachim. The pasuk that talks about the obligation to take the four species on Sukkot, it says, "Ulkachtem lachem, you'll take for yourselves lachem, mishlachem yeheh." It has to belong to you. Masishni again belongs to Kavoa. It's God's. Elam matzah miketiv matzatchem. Does the Torah tell us that you have to eat your matzah? Matzatchem doesn't say that. So therefore, the question is, where does the Bimir know that matzah? That's made from Ma'asir Sheni, you're not Yotze Bo Yedechovato Bepesah. Amar Rava, Vetima Raviema Bar Shelamia, Atya Lechem Lechem. So here's the Gizra Shava, Lechem Lechem. What's the Gizra Shava? Kitivacha, it says by Matsot, Lechem Oni. Uchtivatam, and it says by Hala. We'll get the pasuk correctly. Vehaya ba'acholchem melechem ha'ares tarimu teruma la'ashem ma le'alan mishelachem just like by hala where we just learned it has to be yours because it says arisotechem avkan mishelachem so too by matzah it also has to be yours. So therefore there's a gizirah shava that we learn the law of matzah from Hala, what's the common linkage between Hala and Matzah? Lehem, Lehem. That's our connecting word, the Hikesh. And therefore we learn just like Hala has to be yours, Aritzotechem, so too Matzah has to be yours. And since Ma'asir Shini, according to the is considered Chel Gavoa, so therefore you're not Yotzebo Yedehomato, but Pesach. Kibbara says, Lema Misayale. Let us bring a, a source or a proof. For Rabbi Meir, Isa shel Maaser Sheni Petura min Hala Devre Rabbi Meir. Isa, if the dough of Maaser Sheni clearly it says Petura min Hala, it is exempt from Hala Devre Rabbi Meir. Va'achamim omrim Hayevet, and Achamim come along and say Hayevet. So the Gemara says Lema Mesaya Hainuach. You're bringing a, 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 a proof. To support, that's that's the statement. You brought the statement. That's exactly what the Bibi said. That Ma'asir Sheni is Petura from Hala. That's not a, a, a another source. That's his statement itself. Usually when you bring a, a CUI, you bring from a different, uh, you know, Braita or, or a statement where you can imply the Deen from. This is the exact words, word for word. This is what he meant to say. Lema... <laughs> the fact that you see Rabbi Mir argues by Isa and says that it is patu from Hala based on the reason because it says in the Pasuk so I'll say he also argues in the other cases meaning in the case of Etrog and in the case of Matzah or Dilma or maybe I'll say Shani atam dikhtiv arisotechem, arisotechem trezne. Which means, by hala, the pasuk says arisotechem twice. It's, it's written twice. Rashi, fourth line. Abala atam lachem lime'ute sha'ul vegazul. Which means, maybe he only holds 
that when does it have to be yours and therefore you're going to be exempt from hala? I'm sorry, from yeah, hala. That's going to be in a case of Ma'asir uh, Sheni, where the Torah comes along and says, by hala arisotechim, it's going to be yours. And it says it twice. And since Ma'asir Sheni is not yours, and the Torah specifies twice, in that case you're going to be patur. But by trog, what does it say? Ukahtem lachim. Lachim, I could learn to exclude, you can't borrow an etrog on the first day. Or lachim, you can't use a stolen etrog on the first day. But maybe it's not coming to exclude if it's shel gavoa. So therefore, I would have thought that maybe davka by hala, since Ali Sotakim is written twice, then we doresh. Uh, that it has to be yours, mamash, la puke gavawa. But by etrog, maybe, I'll tell you that the lachim is coming to exclude something else. Again, aval hata barid rashi, lachim nimrute shaul, that's borrowed, the gazul. Aval etrog shel ma'asir sheni, haide tihiv le la achila, nafik bevafil rbimir. I would say that just like an etrog, it's possible you could eat the etrog. So just like you could eat the etrog, I would tell you, maybe it could be your tsebo. So that's what the Gemara uh, is coming along to say that uh, the proof is that the B Meir holds not only by Hala, uh, but he holds also by the other cases, Etrog, as well as um, uh, the Matzot, as well. That why you're not Yotse, Yedechova, the Pesah. Comes the Gemara and says, Ba'ir Bishimon bin Lakish. Okay, new question. Bishimon bin Lakish says, Ma'u shiyetse adam yedeh chovato b'chala shil ma'asir sheni b'yushalayim. Okay, new case. You have chala, ma'asir sheni, it's two things. Get the case, it's two things. It's chala, and it's also ma'asir sheni. Now, obviously, you can only eat ma'asir sheni in Yerushalayim, as we learned, because it's Kodesh. So we want to know, can a person be yotzeh? Yedeh chovato of matzah on Pesah, obviously, it has to be a kohen, because it is hala as well. Can the kohen go to Yerushalayim, eat his ma'asir sheni, that's hala, and be yotzeh? Well, what's the, uh, what's the she'ira? So the Gemara says, Alibad rabi yotzeh agilili lotiv'aylach. Well, there's no question... According to me, Why? <laughs> On regular ma'asir shini alone. Without hala, he says, As he learned earlier on the previous dapim, oni. And therefore he said, only things that can be eaten, ba'aninut. But ma'asir shini cannot be eaten, ba'aninut. And therefore, if regular ma'asishni you're not yotzei, or the most of ma'asishni that's hala, for sure you're not going to be yotzei yedeh havato bepesah. So that's Rabbi Yosegeli, no question. Ki tevailach aliba d'rabi akiba. But the question is going to be asked according to the opinion of Rabbi Akiba. Why? Behulin hu dinafik. When it came to Rabbi Akiba. If you remember, Rabbi Akiva said that when you have ma'asir shini, you are yotsevo, yedeh chobato, bapesah. And if you remember, his dirasha was, is that even though the Torah says, mosbotechim, it has to be a type of matzah that can be eaten in all your uh, dwellings, in all your uh, places. Oh, that's a problem. Ma'asir shini can only be eaten in Yerushalayim. How do you get around that? So if you remember he said, because even Ma'asir Sheni, there's a way to eat it outside Yerushalayim. How? If Ma'asir Sheni went into Jerusalem, normally once it gets into Jerusalem, it's finished. It cannot leave Jerusalem. So he said, but in a case where it went into Jerusalem, and then became Tameh, so Rabbi Akiva subscribed to the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar, that said, even such a case you can make a pigeon at that point. And therefore... Transfer the Kedushah, that Ma'asir on a coin. You can take that Ma'asir outside Jerusalem and eat it. So since potentially Ma'asir Shini has a way to eat it outside Jerusalem, even after it entered, so therefore still considered Mosbotechim. So therefore I'll say like this. That was only said when 
when it was Masir Shini alone. He says like this, Because if it would become Tameh, It has a Heter in your dwellings. In the case of Hallah, What happens if Hala becomes Tameh? you got to burn it. There's nothing you can do. You can't eat it anywhere. Not in Jerusalem, not outside Jerusalem. It's finished. It goes to be burnt. burnt. And therefore I'll say, could be, you're not, you're saying this case. Because this case, it's got a double. It's Masishini slash Hala. So on the Masishini part, I got no problem. It's, it, it, it's included in Muswatechim. Masha'ink and the Hala side of it, once this item becomes Tameh, which gives you the legality of the Masishini side, but the Hala side now is going to ruin it for you. Because the Hala side of it, you have to. Burn it. So it could be that Akiva only set his deen on straight up Ma'asir Shini. But Ma'asir Shini, that's also Hala. Maybe you can't say this, Sebara. Uh, because on the Hala side, once the item becomes Tamir, you cannot eat it because what do you do with Hala Shini Tmit? You burn it. Or maybe, Amrinan Ho'il. Or maybe I could say a Sebara of Ho'il, which literally means since. What does it mean? Gemara. Ho'il vi'ilu lo kara ale Hashem. Let's say I would not have pronounced this dough hala. Ilu. If I didn't, if I didn't pronounce it hala ve'itmeh. And it would have become tameh. It leheter be'mosbot ve'nafik ma. So therefore it's only ma'aseh sheni. And if it became tameh, I still have a heter. Right? Because I can redeem it and bring it outside Jerusalem. Hashtanameh nafik. So here too also, even though you called it halah, there was a way technically to get out of it. How? If I didn't call it halah yet, there was a potential way for this food to have it. Had I not called it shem halah, then it would only be ma'asir. That is a sabarat, it's called ho'il. So since I could say, uh, if I didn't call it halah, then all I got is a ma'asir, shani subject working, even though now it is halah, since I could say ho'il, maybe I'm okay. And if I could be Yotseba. That was the question, Ariba, the Rabbi Akiva, the Sevara of ho'il. So comes again what says. Comes again what says. Ika de Amre. Ika de Amre. We have another way of learning this. Havadai. According to this version, for sure you say Hu'il. Meaning, if it's Hala and Mahasir Shani, you could use it according to the Akiva for Matzah, because I could say there was a way you could have eaten this item outside Yerushalayim, had you not called it Hala, therefore it's only Mahasir Shani, therefore if it's the Tuba, you can bring it out. There's no question on that. So what's the Shayla then? The question is going to be, Meaning you did like this. You had your Ma'asir Shini, your original Ma'asir Shini. You couldn't carry it to Jerusalem because it was, like we said, too heavy. So what did you do? You transferred the Ma'asir Shini to a coin. Good. Now you went to Jerusalem, you took the coin. With that coin, you bought Ma'asir Shini. Yeah, that's what that's like. So there's a whole question now. When you buy this new foods, what is its status? Well, everybody agrees it is Ma'asir Shani, but some hold that it's weaker. Meaning it's not the same status as the original Ma'asir Shani. Original Ma'asir Shani, it's Kodesh, you bring it to Jerusalem, if it becomes Tameh, it still has eligibility to what? To redeem it on a coin again, and take it outside Yerushalayim, and eat it like we said till now. But when it comes to the second, second-hand Ma'asir like, oh. now already it's Ma'asir you redeemed it on a coin, you bought more stuff, so some say it doesn't have the, uh, the power of redemption anymore. Therefore, going to, going to that side of the equation, once you bring that to Jerusalem, it's stuck in Jerusalem. Yeah. Even if it becomes Tameh, it doesn't allow yourself to redeem it now to a coin. And therefore, what happens? Once it goes to Jerusalem, it's stuck. stuck. And therefore, on that side, it's not uh, subject to the law of 
Mosbotechem. So the Gemara says, Ki tifahilak, you know what our question is? Hala, hala kowah bekesef ma'asir sheni. That was taken with money of ma'asir That's the food that was used in the redemption, right? Va'alibad rabbana lo tifahilak. According to the rabbis also, there's no question. Kevan de amri yifdeh. Since the rabbis hold, in fact, regular ma'asir sheni. The rabbis hold there's no difference between the original ma'asir sheni and ma'asir sheni that was redeemed on the, at same status. Therefore, you could be podet. Therefore, hainu ma'asir. Same thing as ma'asir. Therefore, once it goes into Jerusalem, what are you going to do? It becomes tamer? No problem. Redeem it, bring it outside. And since we say the simrav ho'il, so therefore, this item was not, uh, uh, um, uh, this was hala and ma'asir. But not regular ma'asir, ma'asir hala kawah. So since I can say what? There's a way for me to eat this. How? Because if I didn't pronounce it hala, it's only ma'asir shini. And ma'asir shini of this sort also has a way to eat it outside Yerushalayim. And Kodosh with him, how? If he became tamir, even this has redemption ability, therefore mutar. So according to the banan, is no question. Ki tiv'ilach alibad rabi yudah. The amar yikabir. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that the Kiddushah of the second food is not as strong. And therefore, since it's not as strong, you can't transfer that Kiddushah to coins anymore. That's the way it works. And therefore, what's going to happen on this food? If you're born into Nushalayim, there's never a right to cut it out. What do you have to do if it becomes Tameh? The deal is you bury it. So therefore, the She'ilah is over here... Is there a way to say somehow that this will be kasher for matzah? How? Ditnan. Halakowah bekesav ma'asir sheni shenitma. Right? The food that was bought with the kesav ma'asir that became tameh yifdeh. That's shitat hachamim. Nebi Yehuda omer yikaber. Nebi Yehuda says what? Gotta bury it. So, mi amrinan ho'il ve'ilo lakowah haveh. Do we say Ho'il twice? Meaning I'll say it like this Ho'il since If this would have been Regular Ma'asir Shini right, Not purchased If it was regular Ma'asir from the inception So then already would have a Hitter And also If it was not Hala, if I didn't call it Hala, so take this food intrinsically had a way out. How? If I didn't redeem it, if it would have been, you know, the first original, original and also I didn't call it Hala. So the Shela really the Gemara is, we know you say your eel twice. I'm sorry. We know you say your eel once. Do you say your eel twice? And the Gemara says, Maybe you only say which is in this case you have to say your eel twice. How? Yeah, again, let's get the case. You have Maasishini uh, Lakoah Bekesef. Right? Second uh, second round, right. So now what's the deen? Rabbi Yuda says, finish. Once this goes into Yerushalayim, stays there. Becomes Tameh, gotta bury it there. Oh, so if it's a problem because we know the law is what? It's gotta be a type of matzah. That can be eaten b'chomos motachim. This is not eaten b'chomos motachim. You're right. But I can say, well, who eel if it was regular ma'asir? It would have a hetir. Well, you have to also say, and who eel if it was not yet called hala? Right? Because if it's once it's hala, it becomes tameh, finished. You have to burn it to everybody. So therefore the shayla is, do you say your eel twice? Or do you only say your eel once? So the Gemara says... So he comes along and says that it makes sense to say that Ma'asir has one deen. Meaning, the Lakoah is not going to be different than where it originated from. Since it originates from regular Ma'asir Shani, and regular Ma'asir Shani has Heter, we're not going to be more strict on, uh, on Ma'asir Lakoa to tell us that you cannot be Yotzebo 
Yedem Matzah, since it's all called Maaseh Shini, and since the deen of original Maaseh Shini is what? It's Kashet for Matzah, mm-hmm. and therefore also Nakah also is going to be okay. So technically you are going to say Ho'il twice. Look at the bottom Nashi. Mistabra. Shem Maaser Chadhu. V'chihechi de Nafik be Maaser Gufeh. Nafik behalato. Ho'il b'shem hala no nafik be'alma mechlal matzah ve'nafik nameh be'halat al-lakawach te'amikawach ma'asir ba'ah ve'lo mahmenin al-lemineh This ma'asir lakawach Where is this coming from? It's coming from its, 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 its origin What's its origin? Ma'asir shini, regular ma'asir shini And therefore you're not going to be more mahmir on something that came from the kawach of ma'asir shini and therefore, since Mahasishni itself can be Yotzeh for Matzah, why? Because if it becomes Tameh, you have a... So therefore, I'm not going to be more Mahmir in the case of Chala. So therefore, technically, it's coming out to two Ho'ils, and the Gibbala is going to say, Irekhram, it'll be okay. Now, the... The question is like this that she brings down. The Gibbala had a question, do you say two Ho'ils? But we're really answering... It's not even two or either, it's just because its origin is Ma'asir Shani, so that's the same thing as Ma'asir Shani. But let's analyze a question. Let's go back to the regular case. Regular case of Ma'asir Shani. Not Hala, not anything. Regular case of Ma'asir Shani, where Rabbi Akiva said, you Yotzebo Yedechobato, the Pesach. Right? Now, what was the rationale that we said? So that she says like this, the Imtomar. Behalat ma'asir shini. So I take that case. Halat ma'asir shini. What was the one who healed that we said? Who healed if you didn't call it halat? So therefore, it's ma'asir shini alone. It has the ability to be eaten outside. Yerushalayim. Hold it. You need two heels there also. Because you have to say, Who if this would become tameh. Even in the regular case, you need two ho'ils. You need to say, ho'il if I didn't call it halah, and ho'il if it would have become tameh, it's not tameh now, ho'il if it would have become tameh, so I could take it outside Yerushalayim, it's part of the Moshmotechim. So therefore, what, do you talk, what, what is the Gemara asking in a case, in Ma'asir Lakowah, according to the Be'udah, oh, in the regular case, in, in case one, Halat Ma'asir Shani, don't you have to come out to two ho'ils? So that she gives a cloud that she says, anything that's in your ability to do yourself is not a ho'il. Meaning, ho'il that what? I couldn't have, uh-huh. if I didn't call it halal, well that's already, that's a ho'il, because you called it halal already. Uh, nothing you can do about that, you can't change what you did. Or oh, so then you have to come out to what? If I didn't call it the halal, it would be just ma'afsishri. But to metameh it, I can metameh it now. I mean, it's in my control to metameh ma'afsishri. If a guy goes metameh ma'afsishri, it's tameh. So therefore, you don't got to come out and say, that's not, that's not subject to a ho'il. Ho'il is only things of, that are beyond my control. After the fact. Ho'il, if I didn't call it ma'afsir. Ho'il, if I didn't call it halal. You don't say ho'il, if it would have become tameh. You can be tameh now. Therefore that's not considered a double so she just answers that uh, point uh, on the uh, on the side. Now, good. We go further. Halat toda. Okay, let's see what it said in our Mishnah. We talked about two different types of korbanot. Uh, korban todan and korban nazir. What do they both have in common? Both have in their uh, sacrifice, besides the animals, they have matzot. You got to bring matzot. So the Sheila was, you have a nazir, we'll take the nazir case. You have a nazir, that's a guy that made a vow. Uh, let's say 30 days, no wine, and he has to grow his hair. After the 30 days are up, he has to make a korban nazirut. What happens? He designates his matzah for the korban. Then he changes his mind. He says, you know what, I want to use this for uh, Pesach. Mishnah said, no good. 
However, if let's say he's a salesman, he sells matzah to people who are Nizirim that need to bring their uh, korbanot. If he's selling it, then already he can change his mind and say, you know what, I'm going to use it for my personal matzah. The Mishnah said that's okay. So the Gemara made a haluk between if he, if he designated for his personal korban, no good. But if he's selling it to others, he can change his mind and use it for matzah. Now, we don't know why this should be so, meaning even if he designated for korban, he didn't bring it as a korban yet, why shouldn't he be able to use it for the matzah of Pesach? I mean, it, it, it is matzah, for hametz. So the Gemara says, Where do I know this from? What's a biblical source to tell me that the matzah that was designated for the Nazir cannot be used for Pesach? Torah tells us that you have to watch the matzot. Matzah hamishtameret l'shem matzah. You have to uh, watch the matzah for the sake of the mitzvah of matzah. Yatzdazu she'im mishtameret l'shem matzah el l'shem zebah. To exclude this case, the guy was watching the matzah. He doesn't want it to become hamid. But for what kavana? For the korban. Ushmartemet the matzot means it needs shemira, meaning you got to protect it from becoming hametz. But it's not enough to protect it. You need a kavana when you're protecting it. What's your kavana? I'm protecting it because I need to eat this item, the shem matzah on seder on pesach. Now this guy, he was he was making shemira over here. But what was his kavana when he made the shemira? For the korban nazir, so it doesn't become no good. So therefore, from the pasuk ushmartem, that's how you know this matzah is not valid. Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef comes and has a different derash. Amar kera, shivat yamim matzot tochelu. Torah says what? You have to eat matzah for seven days. Matzah ane'echelet l'shivat yamim. It's got to be a type of matzah that can be eaten for seven days. Yatzta zu she'ena ne'echel l'shivat yamim ena liyom v'alayla. Very good. This is matzah now of a Qurban Nazir. Now, we know that there's laws. You cannot eat a Qurban for a week's time. A Qurban you eat for a day and a night. So this matzah is not subject to the rule of, it's got to be a matzah that has edibility for seven days. Does this have edibility for seven days? No. This only is at maximum can be eaten just for Laila and Yom. So therefore, this matzah is no good. Now, let's point out, Rabbi Yosef, as Rashi will read it inside, matter of fact, we'll read it together inside. Look at Rashi's third line. Right? After day and night, this matzah becomes what's called notar. It's leftovers. What do you got to do with it? You burn it. Now, let's say in a case over here, where you just designated it. That's our case in the Mishnah. You designated it for a Qurban Nazir. But you never brought the Qurban Nazir. You changed your mind and said, you know what? I'm going to use this for Matzah. In this case over here, technically it should have seven days. So that she says, Even though right now since it's not a Qurban of a Nazir, it's got seven days. When the guy made the matzah, Rabbi Yosef agrees, you need ushmartem et matzot. But you got to make it l'shem matzah. When this guy was making it, what was his kavana? L'shem nazir. That l'shem nazir only gives you one day. Which means Rabbi Yosef agreeing to Rabbi's derasha that we just said above. Ushmartem et matzot. But he has a nuance. He says it's got to be a shemira of a type of seven days. Nice. Which is this guy when he was when he was making the um, the uh, the matzah. Even if he had a kavana for matzah, he had options. You know, maybe I'm going to use it for matzah. But since this matzah could have been a kurban nazir, and in kurban nazir it's only one day. That shemira is not considered shemira for matzah. 
His extra nuance is, Ushmalchemet matzot has to be two things. Kavanah for matzah, and kavanah for matzah that's going to be eaten for seven days. So here, even though you could have had, let's say, technically kavanah for matzah, but since, at most, since it might be in Azir, it could only be for one day, it's not considered a shemirah. Let's read that in Nashi. He holds that you need Shemira. What is the Nafkamina is? According to Rabbi Yosef, either we had Kavanah Lashem Matzah. But since it's Lashem Matzah that can only be eaten for one day, that's not considered Matzah. As opposed to Rabbah, Rabbah would hold, if let's say when the guy was preparing the Qurban Nazir, he had Kavanah Lashem Matzah. Kasher. Because he doesn't hold this, gotta be a Kavanah Lashem Matzah that's Ra'ui for seven. Where Rabbi Yosef comes along and says, no, it's, it's got to be the Shem Matzah. So I'm good, I had the Shem Matzah, that's my Kavanah, I did both. No, but as maximum, it can only be for one, because your Kavanah was for Nazir. Uh, therefore he says it is also, look, that's enough coming out between the two opinions. Now the Gemara says, Tanya Kavanah Rabbah, we're going to bring a bride that will support Rabbah. The Tanya Kavanah Rabbah, we're going to bring a bride that will support Rabbah. Yosef. Tanya Kavanah Rabbah. Yachol, yetze yedeh chovato, b'chalot toda, urkike nazir. Do you think you can be yotze yedeh chovat matzah with the matzot of a korban toda? Because as we learned uh, in previous tapim, korban toda also has matzot. Urkike nazir, or the uh, loaves of the nazir. Kamudomar, ushmartem et matzot. No, you gotta protect the matzot. Matzah, mishtamir l'shem matzah. It's got to be protected for the matzah's purpose. This was only protected for the korban. Tanya, kivatet Rabbi Yosef, we have a bride that supports Rabbi Yosef. Yachol, yetze adam yodeh chovato b'chalot toda, urkike nazit, tamud omar, shiv'at yamim matzot tochelu. They have to eat the matzah for seven days. Matzah nechelet shiv'at. It's only a type of matzah that's eaten for seven. Yatztazu she'ena ne'echelet l'shiv'a e'la le'yom ba'layla. Only for one day and one night. Mm-hmm. Now the Gemara asks a question. V'tipuk le'melechemoni. Which means, Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef, you're both coming along and giving me pesukim. You're telling me, you know why you're not your say with the Nazir because leave all that. We have an existing dirash that you could have tapped into. And what is that? Lehemoni. And what do we learn from Lehemoni? Mishin echal ba'aninut. Only items that can be eaten when a person is onen. We know that korbanot, korban Nazir, korban Toda, all kodashin cannot be eaten ba'aninut. So finished. Just tap into the dirajah that you have already. Le'amoni. Since you cannot eat these items by Arinut, lo yotzei bo yedeh, hovato bepesach. Ela besamcha, you can only eat these items. Besamcha. Savar la k'rabi Akiba. I'll tell you that these rabbis hold like Rabbi Akiba. And what did Rabbi Akiba say? De'amar ani ketiv. Do you remember Rabbi Akiba went yes. with the way it's written? Right? With the way it's written, which is the Basorit. And therefore, it doesn't say Oni. It says Ani. And he learned different things from the word Ani, which we'll see in a minute. But basically, Rabbi Akiba held even an item that cannot be eaten by Aninut, you still Yotsebo, Yedechobato, Bapesach. So therefore, you could not have learned it from this Pasuk. Because if it was a Mlechim Oni, according to Rabbi Akiba, you'd be able to use the. Matzav and Nazir. So therefore, what's the source? You have to say it's from these other Pesukim, Shvartim and Tamatzot, etc. Kibra says, wait. V'tipukleh da'hav alim matzah ashira. According to Rabbi Akiva, what did he learn from the Pasuk Ani? He learned that what? It has to be bread of a poor man, as opposed to enriched matzah. Matzah ashira. What's matzah ashira? You need it with oil, let's say. Now we know... The matzah that you bring, let's say, with the korban nazir, it is made with oil. Made with oil. The Torah clearly says, 
you have to take a certain measure of oil, and we'll read it in Nashi exactly how much. You mix it in the in the in the, in the flour. So therefore, forget about it. You're not your tikkun smatashira. You don't got to come on to ushmartemet amatzon. All these business over here. So look at look at Nashi for a second. I'm sorry. Let's continue to give it on one line. Then we read Nashi. Amar Shmuel bar Rabbi Yitzchak Rivi'iti. First of all, it's only a rivi'ita log. We're talking about a very small measurement of oil. Umithaleketi lekamahalot. And this rivi'it is divided amongst many halot. And therefore, by the time you divide this little measurement, each loaf is getting a drop of oil, which is not considered lehim ashira. It's not considered matzah ashira. That's basically the answer. It's not lehim ashira. It's not matzah ashira. Look at that now, let's say the Qurban Toda. Remember, we learned there's 40 loaves in Qurban Toda. 30 of them are matzah, and 10 of them are hametz. That's the deen. Now, you have to bring all together in the Qurban Toda half a log of shemin. And you split it. You split the half a log into two quarters. Half, meaning one quarter, you do for the ten halot. The eser rikikin, and for the uh, ten rikikin, that's also a form of matzah. The hatsyo lerebucha, and half for the type of matzah that's called rebucha. The masikim menachot perek shtemidot ubenezirut. Now, when it comes to nezirut, lo aitar rebucha ela halot urkikin. You only had uh, two types. You didn't have uh, 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 three types of matzah. You had two types. So now you would split this up. You'd only have to bring a rivi'it of a log of shemin in a korban nazir. So go split up a rivi'it of oil amongst those two uh, species of matzah. Not a lot. And therefore, and the sheep tells you, there was a lot of, a lot of flour in these uh, loaves. So then with the combination of a lot of flour... With a little oil, it's not considered matzah ashira. Good, so that's that's out. And when I continues, the bechol moshbot. Ah, very important question. Where do you eat the korbanot? After in Yerushalayim, you're limited where you can eat the korbanot. Korban nazir as well. So therefore, it's not subject to bechol moshbot again. Rabbi Akiva made the rasha above. That only the matzah that can be eaten bechol moshbotechem, that's can be yotzei the chumato bepesach. Mashiach in this matzah over here, it's not subject to bechol moshbotechem. So therefore, very simply, I don't have to come on to ushmartem et matzot shivat shemim matzot tochem. Just say simple. This item is no good for matzah and the halab the nazi and halab the toda because you cannot eat it outside Yerushalayim. Kevara says Amar Shlakish Zotomer. This must teach us halot toda. Urkiken Nazir Neechalim Benov Vegivon. Let's review the history of our Mishkan. The uh, Jewish people originally had a uh, Mishkan in the Midbar. The Mishkan in the Midbar uh, was there for, uh, let's say, 40 years. Okay? That's the tabernacle that they call it. When we came into Eris Israel, we crossed the Jordan River. Of course, we brought the Mishkan with us. So that she tells us that uh, once we came into Eris Israel, we came to Gilgal. It was a place in Israel. The Mishkan was there for seven years that it took us to conquer the land of Israel. And then for additional seven years that it took us to split the land up. So in Gilgal you had 14 years. Now we have a rule. Yeah, we have a rule. That um, as long as the Mishkan was in Gilgal, it was permissible for personal bamot. What is bamot? A guy wants to go on his roof and have an altar. He can do that. He can bring korbanot outside. You don't have to bring a dafka in Gilgal. You can bring it even in you know, a private area. Now, Ba'u l'shilo l'achar shihilku. Just reading Rashi's history, it's very important history. After they divided the land, they moved the Mishkan to a place called Shiloh. The Hukbar Mishkan Sham. Now the Mishkan was there permanently. Ne'esru Habamot. 
then at the time that Shiloh, which was permanent, no personal more. Now, Shiloh lasted incidentally for 369 years. A very long time the Mishkan was in Shiloh. Now, Harba Shiloh Bime Eli. In the times of Eli, Shiloh was destroyed. And as we learned, the Aaron was taken into captivity. So they got to the next place where the Mishkan set up shop, in the city of Nov. Nov is called Nov Irakwarim. It really wasn't the Mishkan, because the Mishkan was really in captivity, but it was just a house of uh, stones. And they put the Mishkan over there. But Aaron was even when they returned to Aaron, it didn't go to the Mishkan in Nov. It went to a place called Kiryat Ya'arim. Ad Shemelech David, Ad Shemalach David, until David became king. It was David that brought the Aaron back to Yerushalayim. Utsion Ahmad, Ad Shemalach Shlomo Bet HaMikdash. Until Shlomo built the Bet HaMikdash. Now, what happened to Nov? Nov eventually was destroyed. Why? If you remember, David was running away from Shaul. He got to Nov, Ida Kohanim. He was famished. They offered him something to eat. Actually, they offered him the lechem apanim. Even though David is not a Kohen, he can eat anything he wants because he's going to die. There was a fellow called Doeg. <coughs> Doeg, who was a Baal Shonara, he stirred Shaul up and said, Oh, the city of Novi Rakuanim is supporting your enemy. Uh, he caused uh, Nov to be destroyed as a result. Shaul sent the armies in and they destroyed Nov and all the Kohanim. So now the uh, Mishkan had to move to a different place. It moved to a place called Giv'on. So therefore, let's review the history of the Mishkan. You have Mishkan in the Midbar. You have Gilgal, you have 14 years, Shiloh for 369 years, and then you have uh, Nov, and then Nov Irakoni was destroyed, and then it moved to Kifon, and eventually Shiloh built the uh, first Beit HaMikdash. Now, the whole question is, when the Mishkan was in Nov and Giv'on, there was a She'elah, what exactly uh, types of Kurbanot are able to be sacrificed in Nov and Giv'on? Uh, some opinions say they were only allowed to sacrifice, uh, let's say, like a, a public korban. That's hayyuf, like korban pesach. Korban pesach is public. Everybody brings it. And it's hayyuf. But anything that doesn't have those properties, you can't bring in Nov and give on. Other opinions said, no, you can bring even, let's say, a private korban, like a korban, nizirut. Oh, now wait. If you hold, you can bring a korban, nizirut, and give on, a Nov, these were not in Jerusalem. So what do you see? You can eat the Nizirut even outside Yerushalayim. So therefore it has the property of Bechol, Mosbotechem. So now we go back. Our Gemara said, hey, why do you have to bring me Pesukim? Why don't you just tell me that the reason why Nazid, you could, the, the, the Kurban of Nazid, the Matzah of Nazid cannot be Yotzebo, is because you can't eat it outside Yerushalayim. Gemara's answer must be, you can. Because we're going according to the opinion that says, that, for example, in Nov and in Giv'on, they were able to eat it. Once they're bringing it over there, it's outside Yerushalayim. Therefore, you see, it is subject to Bechol, Mosmodechem. So, therefore, you need another pasuk to tell you why you cannot be Yotzeh. Meaning, Ushmatem, Atem, Atzot, Ushmatemim, Atzot, Ochelu. Kavzgevarai continues. Tanya, Amar Rabbi Al-Ai, Sha'alti et Rabbi Al-Izer. So, what time I asked Rabbi Al-Izer? question. Can a person be Pesach, of or Nazir? Amarli lo shamati. even though it's a Mishnah so the Mefashim explained that the Bili Ezra only quote things that he heard from his rabbis. So when he said, Lo shamati, I didn't hear this from my rabbis. So he says, Bati v'sha'at v'tarebi Yoshua. So then it says, he went to the Yoshua. Rabbi Lahai went to the Yoshua. Amar li, so he answered, Hare amru halot todah al-kikeh nazir, sha'asa'an la'atzmo, en adam yotzeh ba'en. 
If you made it for yourself, for your personal korban, you're not yotze. Limkod bashu, but if you made them to sell, yotze by him. Also, we got his answer from the Yoshua. Dom the haluk between personal or doing it for resale. Kishabati viritsiti devarim So when I went back to the Bidi Aizir, Amar li, he said, Berit. He says, I swear. This was said like from Moshe at Sinai, which means it's right, it's correct, 100% correct. This is the deen. Which is what the Yeshua told you, in it. Now, what's the Hiluk? Why, if you make it for yourself, it's no good for your personal Qurban. But if you make it to sell to somebody else for his Qurban, it is good. At this point, the Bilis was saying, you can't ask questions. That's the deen. Which is, whatever he told you, it's accurate. And we chill like Allah comes to say, we don't ask questions. That's the deen. Okay. Some say, Rabbi the Ezra reacted a little differently. And he said, Berit, which means, he swore, What do you mean? What's the difference? What is he talking about, Rabbi Yoshua? If he's making it for himself, you're not Yotzeh, boy, you're If he's making it to sell, you are Yotzeh. What is this over here? This is Halakha she says, Bitmiha. Two lines at the bottom. Amalde. Vichihena devarim. Delo ba'et ta'amak Halakha Moshem Sinai. What, you don't got to give him a Sevarah here? What's a hawk? So the Gemara says, Velo ta'amak ba'ya? You don't need a reason? That was the end of Rabbi the Aizah's uh, uh, a question. He said, well, what, are you, what are you talking about? So the Gemara asks, But well, what is the reason, by the way? <laughs> we have to give the Samaraya. Amaraba, When a person makes it to sell, he's prone to change his mind. Why? Amar, If I find customers, I'll sell it. Which means the Gemara is saying, while he's making it, he stipulates. He says, listen, if I don't sell it, I'm using this for myself. So therefore his shemira at that time is l'shem matzah. Now, in the event that he finds a customer, he'll sell it. But since at the time he stipulates l'shem matzah, he's okay. But when a person's making it for himself, for his personal korban, he knows what he's doing. He's bringing it for his personal korban. He doesn't intend to change his mind and not use it. So in the case where he changes his mind, we're going to say, since at the time that you made it, you were not shomer it for matzah, you were only shomer it for zebah, or according to Yosef, you were shomer it for matzah, but only matzah that can be eaten for one day. It's like a Sunday which means a guy doesn't stipulate on his personal stuff. <coughs> But when it comes to selling it, he says, Oh, I don't get stuck with it. If I, if I could sell it else, I forgot. At this point, the Kavana is, Shemira Lashem Matzah. So therefore, that's why the Hanuk is, why one, you can be Yotzeh, and one, Na'atul Kalwa Le'ulam.